Welcome to Cosmic You, the podcast where we explore the depths of spirituality, self-discovery, and the mysteries of the universe. I'm Holly. And I'm Bree. Through our journey, we've discovered that the universe is a reflection of our inner selves, and by exploring the cosmos, we can discover new insights which guide us to unlock our true potential. Each week, we'll be diving into a new topic related to spirituality, inviting guests along the way who are experts and thought leaders in their field to join us to share their unique insights and perspectives. Throughout conversations, we hope to inspire you to discover the sacred within yourself and the world around you. We are so excited to embark on this journey with you. Welcome to Cosmic You. Welcome back to another episode of Cosmic You, the podcast. Uh, today you've got Holly and I after a bit of a hiatus. Holly's been on an around-the-world trip over to Europe and I've just been uh, living my best life here in Newcastle. But after, yeah, after a bit of a break, we're refreshed, we're feeling good mostly, and we're back to bring you another episode. So welcome back, Holly. <laughs> Thanks for uh, welcoming me back into, into the land of the podcast. <laughs> we realised it's been Welcome. actually, although you guys have been getting the episodes each week except for like the last four weeks, we haven't actually recorded an episode since like July because we batch recorded all of our episodes that were coming out to you over the last few months. And so bear with us if we're a little bit uh, rusty. We don't, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> We're out of we're out of sync. We're out of flow with everything. Yeah. So and tell us, Holly, how was Europe? Well, it was the best. I would very much like to be back there. I very much struggled to adjust to real life again. It was really, I was not into it coming back here. I had lots and lots of tears, <laughs> like proper proper tears coming home. Um. So yeah, it was a big adjustment, but I had the best time and it was such a long time that that just felt like it was my life now um yeah yeah it was amazing and what looked like looking at your Instagram and some of your posts like you were you were talking about Jim and like just the realizations that you were having about what life is meant to be like yeah so obviously when you take yourself out of your just everyday normal routine you start realizing different things about life Because you're not just, you know, your mind has capacity to think about different things. And, um, yeah, I think there's almost like a a grieving that I was kind of going through coming home of like that time being over and accessing different parts of yourself just literally because you're in a different part of the world. And, um, yeah, it's, it's weird, very weird to adjust. It's kind of like when you're in Asia, right? like doing and you start to become immersed in that eastern way of living and mm. you start to see them connect to nature and connect to themselves and connect to this life that is more than their job and their existence mm. I feel like the Europeans do that really well as well like Jimin we both love Italy and Jimin mm. like they celebrate the art of doing nothing like Yep. Do you mean like they find so much joy and they just allow themselves to be in that space? And I think that's so beautiful when you can just, especially like with you, like you were away for so long to just fully be in that. Mm. 
Yeah, and Italy definitely, like as you were saying this, I was like Italy is definitely that country where you get like life itself feels more embraced, if that makes sense. Um, And everyone's there to help each other and, yeah, it just, there's an intensity about it but it works and, yeah. Yeah. It's some of the Italians. Yeah, oh, me too, me too. There was like this one place that we were at and our morning routine would be going and getting, you know, a cappuccino and a croissant from the exact same place every morning. And on like day three, I just sat down and I just said to Blake, I was like, I am so happy right now. Like, this is just what life feels like it's meant to be. Like just seeing the same people and, you know, oh, I don't know. It just felt so beautiful. And like watching how they all work and like support each other. Cause it was kind of a smallish town. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, these men were like, you know, there were men from like probably 65 working behind the counter all the way down to like, you know, 30. And I don't know if they were like family. It seemed that way, but I don't know if that's actually how it was. And, you know, they would laugh and chat in between like serving people. And, you know, it it all, it all just felt, again, like everything was just life. It wasn't like this is work and then this is outside. It's just felt more harmonious yeah. and... I think, yeah, it's you kind of miss that a little bit when you come home, I think. Yeah, there's always that adjustment time. But then yep. you settle back in, right, and then you remember how beautiful Australia is. Totally. Like, especially right now, I just we are so lucky to live and to be where we are. Yep, completely. And to be able to just wake up and go to the beach and get a coffee and, yeah. Yeah, the first time I went to the beach here and I was like, there's open space. Like I hadn't felt open space for such a long time and like it not be full of buildings or people or something and like what that does to your nervous system, like having open space um, and like it makes your mind feel a little bit more expanded too. So there's definitely like you come home and you appreciate where you are as well and it's all just a settling and adjustment. I mean, like I feel like every day is like that. Life can be like that every single day. Like you can wake up and – You've got to like settle and readjust yourself into where you are while at the same time like appreciating all of the magic that's around you as well because it is everywhere. It's inherent everywhere we go. And I think the lesson when you travel is how can I bring those experiences back with me home because it's not, you know, part of it is about the place that you're in and the culture that you're in, but part of it is more so about what that does to you. So how can you like internally make yourself be like, you know, touched by where you are even if it's the place that you see every day, even if it's the place at home, like it's our approach to it that makes life so beautiful, I think, and why we get those experiences from traveling. And I think too, like when we think about that all relationships are just these divine mirrors back, you know, and like this reflection of who we are. When we travel and we see all these different ways of being and these different do you mean people existing and living in a different way? It's so beautiful to catch that and to realize that that exists within me. And like you were saying, you can bring that home because it is inherent in you. And that's yeah. so, yeah, I just think that's such a powerful um, realization to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you don't have to fragment all the experiences that you have or the capacity for you to have an experience of magic or awe or beauty. It's not yeah, reliant on anything outside of you. And I think when you can remember that, that actually, you know, 
the, you know, it's that whole thing of like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It's like it truly is like your capacity to feel and notice anything is actually because the divine is shining inside of you. And that's why you can see it like you're seeing the divine and the light in everything else, which means it's inherent in you. And I think sometimes we just forget that when we go through like the, you know, everyday parts of life. But, you know, it's it's all there as well if you're open to it. I guess it comes back to what Karen was talking about in a recent episode about that reframing. Like how are you choosing to see the world, to see yourself, to like how are you choosing to turn up because it is a choice and we get to choose every single moment of our day doing perhaps not what happens to us but how we respond to it. And this is just another example of that and it makes me think as well about um doing the teaching from Eckhart Tolle and in yoga training on the weekend you were speaking about this too like just having that remembering and that knowing that doing you're not the ocean I mean sorry you're not the wave you're the entire ocean doing and we are interconnected to everything in this entire universe so the more beauty you can see in things outside of yourself the more you're actually seeing the beauty within and once you start getting to that place, like even like I'm not saying I'm there all the time, but when I have those moments of realisation and connection, when I'm in nature especially, man, it's just so special. Yeah, it's magic. And you're like, oh, magic actually is real. It's like life. Yeah. It's, it's so beautiful when those moments occur more and more often in your life where you just have those. It's almost like life just like stops you in your tracks because you do just like like almost get slapped with like the moment of like beauty again or like the moment of remembrance and it's like oh Mm. this is actually freaking amazing it's like everything else yeah yeah. it's and it can take like the smallest thing it doesn't take much and it's our job to you know not harden ourselves so much against all of the softness that's you know in life an example is like the other day I was down at the cafe working, which is opposite the beach. And um, there's a lot of people that go down there to work and obviously to catch up with friends and do normal cafe things too. But um, a whale came really, really close to the shore, like really close, like within a hundred meters of the shore. And it was interesting just to observe everyone else's response to that do you mean like my response was like oh my god something super magical is happening right in front of me I'm going to do mean stop what I'm doing and make sure I like soak up that moment but for other people do you mean they couldn't like be bothered to get off their phone to look up you know Mm -hmm. to experience what was happening do you mean this sacred gift was happening right in front of like in front of us but they're they've chosen their version of reality and they've chosen that response to that situation and I think it was that's just such a simple example of choice that we have yeah it's all around like it's literally everywhere um and you know we don't like we miss out on it all the time too just depending on whatever headspace we're in but it's like it doesn't have to to be that way but it's kind of like what we were saying in uh, in yoga training on the weekend, like one of the meanings of tantra is to be touched in the heart and like to be touched in the heart by life. Like that is, you know, one of the most beautiful and sacred things that we can access. Um, and it's like that's an experience with like the whale where like that moment touched you in the heart rather than just like it being a thing that 
didn't even make an impact on you. And like you said, we're choosing those experiences. Um, And sometimes, like I think, we do get caught up in just doing the same thing over and over again and we have to make the effort to like pull ourselves to like look up from the phone, look up from the thing we're doing, look out of our own head and like let life actually touch us because it will if if we let it and if we work towards, you know, peeling back all of the things that, in you know, stop life from touching us in the heart. Because like even just to think, Jim, in a few years ago, if that situation happened to me, there's no way I would have stopped what I was doing to go and enjoy that moment. Right. I just would not have allowed myself that. I used to have this real fear around wasting time. Mm. And so I would just keep myself in this state of perpetual motion because of all these fears that I was carrying that weren't real. And so Mm. that fear kept stopping me from actually being present from being in the moment. I was always thinking, what do I have to do next? Like I was never present. And so even like for me, stopping to enjoy what was happening around me, I was like, wow, this is actually such a big win, do you mean? Like to see that perception shift that's occurred because sometimes I think you do all this work and you go through all this healing and stuff, but you can't always see the progress. And it's these moments that allow you to be like, oh, wow, no, like doing, it is working and I am progressing and yeah, that's nice too. And sometimes like those moments of like realisation that like, oh, the things I'm doing, they are actually starting to work, are in like really small sacred moments like that. Like it doesn't need to be this big, huge, like measurable thing. Like it can be something just the mm. fact of like, oh, I actually managed to like look up from my computer and be with life in that moment. Like that's I think sometimes we can keep searching so much and keep doing so much work and, you know, the to-do list is never ending because we're expecting like we have to do something big and huge to have like a big, huge, like like the healing stuff we do, of course, is like big and huge. And I think sometimes we expect the external world to show us a big, huge um, thing that shows like what we're doing is actually working. As well. What was that? Like we want, it's like we want everything to happen instantly. Like right. I'm doing this now, so I want the result of this right now. Yep. But doing the older I get and the more I am living consciously in this life, the more I realize the ripple effect. And, Jimmy, sometimes the work that I did three years ago, like some of that's starting to catch up with me now yes. and I can really see, Jimmy, like, that I had to wait this long and that I had to have some additional lessons to the initial core one and I had to meet this teacher. But at the time, you can't really see it. So I guess, again, it's just back to having that, that trust and faith in the universe, doing that the, the experience that you're having right now in this moment is the exact one that you were meant to have. And if you can actually just see it for what it is and start to look into the lesson that you're, that you're been gifted mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where the expansion can happen that's where the transformation can happen yeah and sometimes they are in like a split moment of awareness of just like you realizing by oh I actually wouldn't have done this three years ago like it can be that mm. like yeah 
it just takes like a few de- degrees of difference of being like, oh, now I'm here. And I'd been working towards getting to that place for like, you know, however long. And now like I'm finally aware of like this is a big change of like where I was or how I would have acted. I think it's really interesting what you touched on of like, you know, I used to feel like I was wasting time. It's like I couldn't look up or I couldn't do the things. And I think so many people um, feel that. And I actually had a client last week who was kind of speaking on this of like, you know, I'm just, there's always something and I keep waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm actually never getting further along in the tunnel. And I'm like, well, actually, you can turn the light on inside of the tunnel wherever you are. Like you do not need to wait till the end of the tunnel. Like you get to be the holder of light. There's nothing that you, you know, when we think the light is outside of us or that feeling of like finally feeling free of our to-do list or whatever, that's not at the end of anything. That's actually inside of you. And as long as we keep, you know, because I can definitely relate to that, like feeling like I'm wasting time of like, you know, feeling like you couldn't be with life because there's all, all of these other things that you had to be doing. And when that pressure goes, it's like, oh, you actually get more done in a way almost because you just do what's important now and you're not trying yeah, to like fill. the stuff that's aligned, right? Yeah, totally. And I think once you, yeah, it's our capacity to feel beauty in the world or the light in the world or those like really sacred moments sometimes like other things we kind of get this like greed like I need to know more I need to do more like I need to have more before I know all of the things and actually it we can apply that to our healing and our spiritual journey as well but it's like if we can just like strip things away more then we can uncover all of that it's inside of us anyway there's nothing more that we need to add it's actually like well what can I take away Mm. I think too when you actually allow yourself to strip things away it allows the universe to bring in what's meant for you and I think sometimes because we're holding on so bloody tight Jimin hoping that like Jimin we, we have these narratives in our head this is right for me and you just hold on even though it doesn't feel like it yeah and as soon as there's that surrendering that like that softening that letting go that breathing into this moment that's when life's magic can actually start to come in and I've really really experienced that the last three weeks in particular it's just like I've just fully surrendered and softened and I just have through a sequence of events I've just had this I don't know it's just like something's awaken within me and all of these synchronicities are happening and I'm actually flowing with life and it's all because I made the decision just to surrender and just to allow life to happen and now people things teachers all of these different experiences are starting to come to me and it's just such a beautiful lesson in that just being and being open is enough life is going to happen to like Jimmy life's happening for us yeah and there's no rush. Mm. Isn't it funny? Like when you when you realize the simplicity of it or like of it, you're like, God, don't we make it so complicated at times? And like it's actually mm. so simple. And it is that mm. kind of if we can just surrender to it, things happen. But often our like gripping or holding or attachments of things is what's stopping things from coming our way. And we think it's actually the opposite. 
It's funny. We're funny little creatures. Yeah, surrender is like it's the hardest thing to do, but once you do it, it's like the most profound things will start to happen. And I think it's like with anything, if you haven't experienced something before, it's hard to, it's like hard for your mind to work out how to experience that. Since I had my first conscious moment of surrendering and letting go and trusting, I'm able to find that felt sense again easier. And when I feel myself being pulled out into the fear, into the doing, into all of these manic states of mind, because I've felt it once now, I can keep bringing myself back to that place so much easier. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, like that's been such a gift as as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, and, you know, although we say like it's simple, like, on one hand, it's simple, but you also did like a lot of work to get to that moment of being able to just surrender as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but then at true. some point, we don't ever want like all of the work we're doing to be the thing that stops us from surrender as well. Like, because some, mm. do you know what I mean? Like that can also halt us because we just want to keep doing the work instead of now mm. finally just letting go. It's and and definitely like once you feel that experience once you now have a measure of like this is what it feels like to be aligned and to be connected versus what it doesn't feel like to be connected and aligned but if we've only had the feeling of not aligned and not connected then what we need to do is the work to get to feeling aligned and collected so now and connected so now we can keep referencing back to that and then there's the work in being able to be honest with yourself of like this doesn't feel aligned, this doesn't feel connected, I need to now do the work and do something about that to get back to that state. Mm. So there's like there's always kind of this thing in yoga that we talk about, um, you know, like you need to be actively moving towards this place but at the same time another part of you needs to be like walking along completely surrendered because we can't be so attached to like where we're going or what we're trying to get out of the work that we're doing. Like, you know, it's not about, you know, my teacher was saying a couple of weeks ago on a call, we were talking about, um, you know, like when we show up to practice for the sake of like, let's just say whatever it is, like I'm going to practice because I want to feel calm or I'm going to practice because I want to feel more relaxed or I'm going to practice because I want to feel more energized or like whatever it might be. It's only when we go to practice to actually remember that we're completely whole that's when we're truly practicing a spiritual practice. Like when we go to sit down and meditate or go to our altar or go on a yoga mat, whatever it is, when we go for the purpose of remembrance, that's a spiritual practice. Like that kind of devotion is what's required. Like that is how we can apply any other work that we do on ourselves. Like when I'm going to do this work to simply remember who I am, that's when we start to have you know, more profound experiences because we're not going to create something specific. It's actually we're going to it to strip back and remember again. And like that feels so intentional and purposeful and like the whole meaning of a spiritual practice. That's so beautiful. It's like mm-hmm. it makes me think I've been studying the Gene Keys the last few weeks 
and doing your training on the weekend as well, I was just like seeing all of the crossovers because the Gene Keys um, talks to a lot of divination tools but also a lot of ancient scripture and things like this. So I was really seeing all of the yogic philosophy coming into the Gene Keys, which is a really nice um, connection point. But what what's really what what I found really beautiful is that though ultimately we're all working towards the same goal, like the same Siddhi of becoming one, of merging back into this oneness, of raising the collective consciousness, it's so beautiful seeing all of the different journeys that we have to undertake to get there and just seeing how everyone's path is so unique and different and purposeful and that each of us has incarnated in this lifetime to play our part do you mean to make sure that do you mean we're all working towards healing different aspects of this collective consciousness so that we can return to this to this knowing do you mean so that we can get to this like transcend the shadow states that we're feeling right now move through the gift and then finally return to this oneness this like divine conscious essence which is ultimately what yoga is trying to help us do as well right Mm, yeah and I think like that's what's really beautiful about so many spiritual traditions or systems like whether they're you know a little bit more new age or like super super old they all are saying the same thing (laughs) and it's because you know collectively we have to have this remembrance as well as individually because like what happens on a universal level happens individually as well and like I find so much like peace and contentment in like all things are really saying the same thing. Like that makes it feel like even more special and beautiful because you don't have to spend time determining which one is right or true or untrue. It's you just have to determine like which one you relate to the most because it'll get you to the same place. Looping back to what you were saying before about like doing the work, I think this is a really important point to cover is that what you're saying now is it doesn't matter what teacher crosses your path that you choose to follow or what modality that you latch onto or what self-care or you know um what what practices you choose to follow ultimately they're all going to take you to where you need to be and Mm. so once you realize that there's no wrong path and that the people situations and things that are crossing you are coming into your purpose into your path for a reason I think that brings a lot of peace to this journey as well to know that I don't know I used to have a lot of fear like am I going to make the wrong decision am I taking the wrong path am I doing working for the right person am I doing doing the right degree all of these do you mean fear-based questions and now I can see like do mean a few years down the track Oh no, like everyone I met, everything I did, every experience I had has led me to where I needed to be in this moment, even though I couldn't see it then. And I think we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves when we are exploring any kind of like spiritual path or, you know, whatever it is, we can put a lot of pressure on it. Like it needs to be the right thing. Like this thing needs to change my life. It's like, actually, no, you will be the one that changes your life. It'll just be through tools and things of whatever shows up in that path and that system. And I think like a lot of people 
might sometimes go to particular paths or modalities and expect it to be the thing that changes its life and think like, well, I can just interface with this modality and I don't need to do anything. Like it'll change my life because it changed someone else's life. Like, no, you have to, like, you actually have to show up for yourself and you have to awaken these things inside of yourself, not be reliant on the external thing. Um, it's like your commitment and your devotion and dedication and consistency that will change your life. Um, not the, the tool itself, like it, the tool itself, you know, it's how well are you, it's kind of like, I don't know, this is a dumb thing to say, but like, you know, someone can give you a hammer and a nail, but unless you actually truly know how to use it and apply, you know, actually work hard to nail the thing in, like then the tool itself is just pointless actually really have to like take a hold of these things and work with them and be with them and also kind of like what you were talking before about surrender like it's not enough just to go on the path and do all the tools and expect everything to change like you have to surrender to it as well and like you have to have faith in it because regardless I think of any path you walk down you'll be met with a lot of challenge and a lot of you know limitations and it's how willing are you to like work through those moments rather than being like, oh, this path is just making me meet all of my stuff again. Maybe it's not the right one. I thought it would be easier. Now I'm going to, you know, ditch that. Um, you've got to, yeah, work. This comes back in a different form. <laughs> totally. You got to work, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't you have run your lessons, and at the same time, be surrendered. And I think once you experience that internally in yourself, like what it's like to really consistently work on something and at the same time, like hold this level of surrender and devotion and trust, then like that's when things start to like really pick up in like progress because you're also not attached to things like coming out a particular way. So you're just like letting yourself be in all of the stuff. I know it's really hard to like explain. Well, I I am struggling to explain it. I think this time. <laughs> I think the third element that comes into this as well is that a big thing for us as humans is like we need to see to believe that something's possible because our brains like to have evidence. And when we don't have the evidence, even though we you know, we might tell ourselves, I'm going to be a millionaire one day. If you haven't seen to believe that that's possible for someone in a similar situation or, do you mean, I'm never going to find love at 32. You know what I mean? Like when you're having these fears and doubts rule you and you can't, do you mean, do you mean if you don't believe that it's true, it's not going to be true. And so yeah. one of the big things is finding expanders to find these experiences in people, in other people, so that your mind can start to see to believe. And then this loops back again to the first law of the hermetic principle, right? The first hermetic principle states that the all is mind, all being the universe, God, us, the collective all. All is mind. The world is mental. We literally create the world with our mind. And so knowing that our mind is creating our reality in every single sense, and that's been proven now in mean with science, we need to, yeah, find these expanders, find the thing that our brain needs to allow our soul to do what it needs to do in this life through this expansion. So I think there's like a few elements in play here. You need the surrender, 
but you also need to have that expansion. And you also need the healing element because if you don't heal these fear-based, dense, energy, energetic aspects, you aren't going to be able to rise up high enough so that you become an energetic match to the expansions, these manifestations that you're trying to bring in. And so it's, it's yeah, I think you need to have those three elements in place so that they can all kind of dance and move together. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, completely and agree. Start to come in and it's hard to get the balance right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it takes a bit of juggling, working out. Totally. Um, and I'm not saying I'm there 100% of the time. But and I think sometimes, like, you might need to call on, to yeah, you might need to call on, like, different parts of that. Like, because I know, like, mm. any time in my life that I've been, like, wanting to do something, like, new that's out of my comfort zone, I've always been, like, well, who can I see in the world or in my world that is doing that? Because, okay, now I know it's possible. Mm. So the, mm. it kind of like takes away the fear a little bit because you're like, oh, I see it in the world. So I know it's actually a thing that can happen. And I think once you know like yeah. those three things that you explained, it's a really good like way of helping you in all of your, like, you know, for any of you that are listening that you're like, you might have this certain thing that you want to work towards. Like, do you know someone in your life that has what you were trying to achieve? If not, try and find that in a person, whether it's like someone you actually know or someone that you can just look towards um, because it really will keep you like driven to keep going because there's a part of you, like Brie was saying, you actually, your mind, you know, our human minds are not infinite and completely expansive like our soul. And our human minds are the things that are, you know, keeping us in the world and functioning in the world. Um, so we need to give our human limited mind, you know, beautiful mind, <laughs> but, you know, it has its limits, of course. We need to give it something that it can work with to be, you know, believing and trusting because our mind wants to feel safe all the time. Um, and it wants to see like real hard evidence that this is actually possible. So... If there's something that you're working towards, yeah, go find someone that's doing that, that is demonstrating to you that it's real and that it's possible. And yeah, it'll give you yeah. sort of this inner, uh, I think, for me, I don't know what it is for me. Like it's in this inner sort of like, it gives you like a little bit more drive and power. And at the same time, like this little bit more of like, oh, it will happen. Like it, it will happen. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of when. Belief. yeah yeah and and just remember too guys like it's often very hard to find full expanders for what you're trying to call in so it's good to have a few people that you can kind of pull um aspects from like I might look at Holly's life and be like okay great I'm going to pull this aspect out of like how Holly's turned up and curated her career I love that so that's really expansive for me. So now I can take that aspect from Holly. But then I like how this other person's doing that. So I can pull that. But I, I, all I'm doing is gathering evidence so I can see to believe so that I can manifest that for myself. Mm. And this is the other thing too, right, is like that's why working with coaches and guides are really good because we are always just trying to keep ourselves safe. And when, we keep, when we're trying to keep ourselves safe, we keep ourselves stuck in loops. 
And so sometimes we just need someone to work alongside us like you do, like with your mentoring and me with my coaching, right? It's like we help people keep moving forward when those fears come up. Hmm. It's to keep working on that third aspect of healing and growth whilst we're expanding them, whilst we're surrendering and like doing all of this divine work as well. And I think for me personally, that's what's brought on so much growth for me is having these people in my corner because we're not meant to go on this journey alone. Yeah, I was literally thinking exactly that before you said it. We're not meant to do this alone. (laughs) Humanity has never done anything alone. They've always called upon other people, you know, it's, yeah. And I think that's a huge thing in our modern world that I think you and I were kind of talking about this and then I actually had a conversation with someone else about it, this whole like, you know, independent woman thing. Like I got to do everything just like on my own and be everything for myself and, you know, all of this. And um, no one should ever have to do anything solely on their own. Like we're not wired that way. We're wired to be supported and like have other people expand us and um, heal us and Mm. not that the other people are literally expanding us or healing us. They're just giving us the things that we need so that we can do that ourselves. But um, yeah, yeah, I think if you ever feel like, you know, because I've definitely felt like this at times in my life of like, well, I should just know better. Like why why can't I do this on my own? Like I should know how to do that. Um, And it's like why? Like, why do you think you should know how to do that? Mm. What makes you feel like you have to do it all on your own? Um, And, you know, I think any mentor or teacher or whatever that I've worked with always has a mentor and a teacher. Like, they're not doing it on their own either. (laughs) Um, And I think, like, that's the most beautiful thing. Even, like, when you start working with a mentor or a teacher, like, you realise that you're connecting to this whole other, like, you know, line of energy because they're also working with someone else and it's just like yeah it's a beautiful thing to ask for help in terms of like and even just like having conversations with people like it doesn't have to be like in this traditional like mentor teacher role type thing like you could just be having a conversation with a friend or like how we were kind of having conversations in yoga training on the weekend just like sitting down having a coffee like talking about things then like you don't have to do this stuff on your own a thing that's coming up for through the gene keys that I'm learning about too and it just speaks so perfectly to this the shadow aspect of one of the gene keys that we're collectively working on transcending at the moment is the shadow of codependence and so I think it's just really important to remember as you work with people not to hand over your power to them you still Mm -hmm hold the power and control for your life and so whilst we need to be connected we need to be guided we need to be supported love seen also we need to keep our power and our truth Mm. and stay in our authenticity and how this looks moving forward is that we're actually going to start transcending the shadow of codependence to move into um, a state of sensitive in in independence where we still have empathy and connection for people but we remain our own person Mm. and then that's going to transcend again into interdependence where everything just becomes dissolved into one Mm. which is really beautiful and it's perhaps not um intuitive (laughs) 
doing. I think like I, it kind of took me by surprise when I first read it, but once I started to dive in and to understand um, all of the aspects that they were talking about, I think it makes sense that we need to hold this energy for each other and this supportive environment, but not necessarily lose ourselves in in a connection and hand over our power. Yes, that is a beautiful thing, and I think like with this whole um, like giving away the power thing, it's so important because I think any healing modality we, you know, interface with, the it's it should always be there as a way to help us get closer to ourselves, not as a way for us to like mold into a version that we think that healing modality wants us to be. And I think that's kind of where mm. we lose our power or our authenticity is because we think, okay, this is what this is asking me to be, so I will be that. It's like, no, actually, all of these traditions and healing modalities, they're actually trying to get you closer to yourself, which doesn't you know, potentially look yeah. like the person next to you. And I think that's something that I see happen often is people can lose themselves or give themselves to things because, you know, we just want to be healed and we want to be better again, but you can't ever, like you said, you cannot give away your power. Like Mm -hmm. you want these things to be getting you closer to your power um, because it's your power that will help, you know, keep propelling you on this journey and on this path. And at the end of the day, we don't want to be a version of someone else. We want to be us. And, you know, the, that's what will, you know, change our lives. Completely. And science, again, I love that science is catching up with spirit. Yay, science. um, For you, science. (laughs) Yeah, yay for science. (laughs) Science says they've done this experiment um, and they've been uh, monitoring frequency and getting people to exist in different, I don't know, experiments. And Everyone up until recently thought that love was the highest vibration possible, but actually now it's been proven that being authentic actually gives us mm-hmm. the highest vibration, the highest frequency um, available to us as a human that we know of in this moment. So that just mm-hmm. speaks to the power of just owning who you are and doing turning up not how you think you should, but how you feel you are. Mm. And that, that's changed a lot for me hearing that. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Because, like, mm. when you just get to be you, like, that's freedom. And that's when you glow, right? Like, yeah. when you just turn up and you're just so authentic in yourself in how you're dressing and how you're turning up and what you're talking about and you're not filtering. That's mm. when people are always like, oh, my God, what's happening with you? Just being me. And like, you, you literally, yeah, I'm just being myself. I'm just yeah. not filtering. Yeah, that's when wild. You think isn't about it? people on social media. Think about the people who you resonate most, like most with, who you really want to connect to. It's not that they've got the prettiest feed or anything. It's that they're actually turning up and they're being really raw and authentic, mm-hmm. and that's what people want. Because yeah. when they're authentic, it makes you feel like you can be authentic. Yeah, and that's the ripple effect of it. Totally, and I think like. Mm. the more authentic we are or the more we surround ourselves with people, like you were saying on social media, that are authentic or just in real life, we stop feeling like 
there's only one way to be in the world because you know I think we went through a phase Mm. where everyone sort of seemed the same (laughs) or like was saying the same things and then so you think like oh maybe that is how I need to like do I need to be like that too and I think it's like Mm. maybe how you were talking about like the shadow of um is it the shadow of codependency at the moment that you were saying Yeah. yeah it's like we get so dependent on other people to look to how we should be in the world. And I think like that's kind of this conversation that I was having with someone the other day when she was like, oh, she was like, I'm starting to feel like this whole, you know, having to be independent is actually, you know, because, you know, she had a lot of loss in her life at the time, lots of things like ended and moved away. And then so she was like, well, I've just got to do everything on my own now because that's how I'll be fine. And she was like, actually, I don't know why I started believing that and thinking that, you know, that was how I need to be because I don't quite think that's really true. (laughs) And I was like, ah, there you go. Like maybe there's, you know, you might have just heard that once because like that sounds really empowering, right? Like you don't need anyone. Like which at the end of the day, like we do and we don't. Like we need others but at the end of the day we also just need to be completely whole within ourselves. But I think once we find that wholeness in ourselves, actually it feels easier to be around other people as well and you no longer are with those people for the sake of them making you whole or have to prove anything about you or pull out certain aspects of you I think when you have that wholeness in yourself the people you surround yourself with become so much more aligned just naturally and like they're authentically them so you just keep reaffirming that being authentically you is safe and okay and so I totally agree. So what, what the Gene Keys teaches is that codependence makes us reliant on other people for our happiness. Like you were talking about with the yogic philosophy, we're looking for happiness for ourselves outside of ourselves. Whereas what we're trying to do is transcend into independence, but still keep that sensitivity and connection alive. And there's such a difference between being authentic to ourselves and connecting compared to being inauthentic and merging with someone else for and hoping and looking and searching for our happiness and peace in them and it's when we can transcend that shadow and move into the gift that's when the world will really start to um have a different frequency doing a different a different pace of life i guess yeah Maybe that's like something each of you listening could do is um, think about times where you've been inauthentic for the purpose of belonging and connecting to someone and then just noticing that although in the moment it might have felt like you connected, you kind of are left feeling a little bit actually empty afterwards because it's almost like you've emptied your like true self in a way, like you've just put it to the side. Because I can definitely think of times, especially when I was younger, of being like, oh, I'll just like mold myself a little bit because, you know, really what you want to do is belong and connect and you always leave feeling like completely disheartened. And I think it's fascinating to reflect on those moments so that you can catch yourself if you go and do that again. I said it's so funny looking back like, I start studying music business. The next minute I'm a punk rocker, you know, like <laughs> every every group I hung out with, I would just completely merge myself into what they, what I thought they wanted me to be. 
Yeah. Like when I'm with the dancers, I've got all the makeup on, the hair curled, you know, things like this. And then I shift and I'm with the, the muso boys. And then the next minute I'm in my ripped jeans and my boots. Like none of this is actually making me happy because none of this was who I authentically was. But it's, I had to go on that journey to work out who I was as well. Totally. Yeah. And I think like there's nothing like also surrounding yourself with certain people will like actually perhaps make you explore other parts of yourself too that like maybe you you're using them as measures to figure out oh is this me because I think you know we obviously forget who we are and we can't be so hard on ourselves by being like I have to know authentically who I am right now in this moment like it takes time like trying on other versions of yourself and seeing if you know you feel like that's truly you or um but yeah it it for sure takes time yeah totally something that I do is if I find myself in uncomfortable moments because I'm like, you know, might be in a conversation or hearing things where I'm like, oh, that does not feel authentically like me at all. I just will kind of like back away from those or I won't speak because I, if I don't feel safe to like be that opposing in that moment rather than trying to mold myself to fit in, I just like won't say anything. Um, and it depends on who like I'm around. But I would rather not say anything than mold myself into a version that's actually not truly me in the times when I don't feel, you know, completely ready to be fully me in that moment. And like that's a me thing. That's an internal thing I gotta work on. Um, but rather than just being like, mm. I just wanna fit in right now. So I'll say that I agree with that person or whatever. I'm like, I'll just whoop it. I love that. Mm. Just zip it, eh? Just zip it. <laughs> Which, you know, eventually I'd like to not just sip it, but, you know, time and a place for everything. What's worth your energy, what's not. It feels really nice to be back chatting and just getting back into the flow of this because, yeah, I think we're we're building we're like a pretty special community around us and it's been so special to be able to connect with, with more and more of you as the time keeps going. So I'm grateful to be back. Yeah, and thank you all for being here and tuning in every week. We love it. All right, guys, until next week. Bye.